Welcome to the Poultry Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Mulnix. This is a podcast all about poultry leadership. Whether you're one day in the industry or third generation in the industry, this podcast is for you. The idea of this podcast is to share stories from industry leaders to the next generation of poultry leaders. I have the amazing pleasure today of this being the kickoff edition. And with me, live in person, I have Benji Campbell, general manager of Calmaine Foods. I, I invited Benji along on a little trip here, and we're just enjoying some time together in Venice, Louisiana. And Benji's going to help by sharing his story. Benji, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today, bud? I'm good. How are you? Thank you, Brandon, for, for having me on this. Uh, be your first guinea pig, I would say, for this. It's hard to believe it's been four years since we met each other. Um, but it's, it's been good doing business. Like Brandon said, I'm Benji Campbell. I'm the, uh, general manager for Calmaine Foods at our Pittsburgh, Texas location. I grew up in a small town of, of Florida, Mississippi, where I graduated from Tri-County Academy. I went on from there to receive a bachelor's in business management from Delta State University. And that's where I met my beautiful wife, um, and life partner. We also have two beautiful daughters, Brooklyn and Oakley. Very cool. Have they gotten in the industry yet? Um, we have. You know, they both are farm girls, you know, living, living on the farm and growing up, um, on the, the Calmaine farms that we were at in Louisiana and, uh, Edwards, um, Mississippi. And they both, uh, have experienced the whole, uh, packing eggs and what it takes to, to process eggs in our industry. That's really cool. As we kick off this podcast, any shout outs to anybody who, in your career who helps you along the journey like you're looking to help somebody else along the journey so i mean um obviously you know hard work dedication you know was was taught to me early by both my grandpas um both of them were my grandpa adams was an entrepreneur himself uh, started a communication business um, after he got out of the navy and uh, went on to run that business until his passing um and then my my grandpa you know, Campbell was a uh, mechanic for the Ford Motor Company, and he was there for 40-plus years and went on to, to be a mechanic at a local butane um, supplier in Yazoo County, uh, Mississippi. And uh, as well as, you know, my dad, um, he taught me a lot, of, a lot of hard work. My dad is an entrepreneur himself. In 1983, he started his own company uh, in air conditioning and heating, um, and just the just the benefit that I got from watching him run a business as well as be a family man, you know, really got me to where I am today. Just the hard work, the dedication that it takes uh, to be a successful, you know, not really a, a you know, um, but so your just, dad had your, your dad had pretty big influence on you then. Yeah, yeah, he uh, definitely did. Um, just. Teaching me the right and wrongs, the what to do's, you know, from the aspects of running a business. Um, so with your dad being an incredible influence on you and the industry going through, you know, quite a bit over the last couple of years, you know, there's a lot of big topics like avian influenza and, you know, COVID, stuff like that. What are some of the greatest, like, lessons learned in the last 12 months or maybe a little longer? Yeah, lessons learned in the, in the past, you know, twelve months. Um, you know, from a from a challenge at the farms is you know our biosecurity practices. Um, obviously, we went through a 
Yeah, pretty big challenge in 2015, and this this challenge that we've been faced since you know 2021 and 2022. Um, just the the disease itself is evolving, right? Um, and it's becoming more contagious. Whether it's through you know turkeys, it's through broilers, breeders, it's through you know even commercial layers. Um, that in itself has just become become a challenge to our farms and. You know, just a daily way of life that we practice biosecurity um, throughout our farms is to prevent that you know, disease from coming to us. You know, looking at someone that's up and coming in the industry, you know, what what is that bio? I mean, what does that biosecurity mean to them? Why is this that important? What's our way of life? For one thing, um, you know, without our hens, yeah, we don't have a job. Uh, you know, we don't take care of our hens, don't take care of the health of our hens. You know, there's there's no job for us in the industry. It's um, you know we we would basically be rebuilding a, a complex or uh, re rehousing a complex um, of hens. So there's that's what we stress to our employees as as management uh, the importance to practice good biosecurity because we never know what's on on our doorstep. You you never know what's what's outside our doorstep. You know, what can be brought onto the farms is, is easily contracted. And most of the, um, you know, the outbreaks have been, you know, narrowed back to, you know, human humans bringing it into your farm. Wow. It just seems strange that, you know, just some poor practices, you know, driving down the road, you know, not cleaning your stuff, walking in a barn, you know, and just the impact that can have on a farm. You were talking earlier about the number of hens and, and the fact that we're still not recovered. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? So, Brandon, with the United States has got, you know, we, we got roughly 330 million people in the United States. Um, yeah, our USDA hatch numbers uh, reported a 318 million hen uh, number uh, a couple months ago. And that, and that leaves us about, uh, about 12 million hens short of being able to supply um the United States with the adequate number of eggs that is that is needed. Okay. Makes sense. So I'm going to change this a little bit and get a little bit more deep into who Benji Campbell is. I'm going to ask you the question, what's the most difficult thing you've gone through and how did you overcome it? So you're, you're digging deep here, pride a little bit. Yeah. That's how we do. Oh, yeah. So um, probably the most difficult thing that I've ever had to go through in my life currently um, was my wife was involved in a, you know, a, a car accident in, uh, December, December 31st of 2020. Um, yeah. And everybody knows that 2020 was bad enough with the COVID, uh, spill there and everything that the industry and, you know, not just the industry as a whole, but as, you know, the poultry industry as a whole, but the entire United States went through during 2012. And, you know, we decided we'd just, uh, send 2020 without with a bang, you know, literally. And, you know, her accident, um, you know, it left her with, um, you know, broken femur on her left side that was, was, was broken in two spots. Um, the femur bone was actually protruding out from her leg. Um, the emergency brake vehicle or emergency brake, uh, pedal of her vehicle, uh, went through the lower portion of her leg, which actually broke her tibia into obviously tearing all the muscle tissue with that. Um, she suffered two pelvic fractures, um, lacerated liver, uh, to- a torn 
you know, ACL and PCL in her, in her right knee, just from the impact of the, the dashboard hitting her, she was, she was hit head on. She was driving a Chevy Tahoe and was hit head on by an F450, um, which had a, uh, ranch style flatbed that, you know, was overhanging on her side with a guy crossed over the center line and a curve and, um, pretty much, you know, side swiped her and the bed of the truck is what did the damage to her vehicle in her as well. Um, you know, and the worst part of that was, you know, I was the, the third person on the, on the scene because I was, we had just left work. I was shortly behind her and home to, um, we were actually getting ready to go spend Christmas with our family. We were, uh, heading on to pack up and, and go, go see family. Um, when this happened, um, you know, she, the worst part about the whole deal was, you know, when I, when I pulled up on the scene and I couldn't help her because there was no way that I could get her physically out of the vehicle because of the way that the, you know, the door was smashed in and all from the vehicle side and to just sit there and watch my wife in pain, you know, and to trying to, trying to calm her as well and, you know, and waiting on paramedics and, the fire department to get there and i waited for over an hour before they finally got her cut out of that vehicle um yeah and and going through that was was probably one of the most difficult things i've ever had to go through um yeah we we got through it um you know there was a lot of prayer i reached out to a lot of a lot of people um you know all of our family um you know our co-workers even people that we know across the the poultry industry reached out to me and was asking me what what can we do for you? What can we do to help you and your wife through this situation? And yeah, and biggest thing I could tell them was just pray. You know, pray that that she'll she'll be through. You know, recover. You know, hundred percent. Um. Yeah, and, and still to this day, and it just goes to to show you how great this poultry industry is. And the the company that you know we work for, you know, uh, Calme Foods, uh, just. I constantly have people to this day, every time that I talk to them, ask me how my wife is, how she's doing, how her recovery is going. You know, and we're three years out from this thing. Um, so just, that just goes to show you the, the, the family that we have, you know, not just in Calmeen, because Calmeen is a very family oriented company. Um, just a great family feel and can't speak enough about that. But just the, the family that the poultry industry in itself has just just the connections through the vendors that we have um just just how much those people you know truly care about you know the the people inside the industry that they're taking care of yeah that uh, man i'm i'm glad she's doing really well i got to see her here in texas and not that long ago and she's you know seems to be doing pretty well girls seem to be doing pretty pretty good you know, a family. So yeah, glad, glad you came through all that. So going off script a little bit with our topic here, talk about work-life balance as a leader in this industry. How do you prioritize when work is 365 days a year because the chickens never stop versus that family time? Right. Yeah. And that, and that goes back to, uh, you know, kind of what I mentioned a little bit earlier about my dad, you know, just, um, yeah, on and on was on his own business that's you know anybody that knows uh you know a single business owner or, you know an entrepreneur that's trying to be i mean it's a 365 day a year job and the the balance that you have to have 
um, for work versus family, you know, it's, you know, something just, just as a person that you have to figure out on your own, you know, there, there's just sometimes that you have to say, Hey, I'm, I'm at a ball game or, Hey, I'm at a, yeah, I'm at a function, but you know, what, what can I do to help figure out, you know, a certain problem or situation that, that, that you can do. And it's just a fine balance of, you know, family and, and company time that you kind of have to figure out personally, really. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I struggle with a lot of the same challenges, you know, being on the vendor side because our customers never sleep. Mm-hmm. It'll work nine to five. And, you know, we understand that there's issues middle of the night, Christmas, and, you know, the ones I know really have, I've really grown to like are ones that will, will treat customers the same way they treat their family in a lot of ways where they're willing to give up, you know, an evening to talk to a customer when their farm has had, you know, been hit with AI and, and, and you mentioned, you know, the poultry industry is a pretty special place and I'm glad to be part of that for that, that reason alone is just because I know that there's a lot of people that will reach out and, and, you know, whether there's a fire or whether there's a, you know, windstorm or family emergency, you know, how many people reach out and say, Hey, how can I help? Whether it's just prayer, whether it's, you know, you know, they just want to help. So now that's what I love about this industry as well. Now, you know, you're a general manager of a farm and you got a job to do, what's a win for you? So obviously, uh, a win for me is the fact that, you know, my wife never is still here with us. You know, just, you know, just to, to go back on that last question I had for, but yeah, you know, I mean, a, a, a daily win, you know, is obviously waking up every day and getting to go to a job that I love to do. Yeah. And that's another thing, kind of kicking back, you know, to the grandparents, uh, you know, my grandpa, Campbell told me, he said, if you find something that you love to do, it's never work. You know, you'll never work a day in your life if you find something that you love to do. And I have, I have found that in the poultry industry and I truly do love getting up and going to work every day. And that's a win. Okay. You and I are going to jump in a time machine and go back to a day much, much earlier in your <laughs> career where it's a younger Benji Campbell. Yeah. And you're just getting started in this industry. What's one piece of advice you give that young Benji Campbell? Don't be afraid to take chances. Wow. Yeah. Why, why do you give that advice? Just, you know, it's, you know, we've been, we've been, I've been reading a book here lately that's, uh, it's, it's called It's Your Ship. Um, and the biggest piece of advice that, uh, that's given in that book is no matter what, you know, adversity comes you know, towards you is to not be afraid to take a chance and go outside of not necessarily a company's, you know, comfort zone, but don't be afraid to take a chance to make a situation better. What's the worst thing they can do? Take away your birthday? Yeah. Yeah. That's a quote right. I hear a lot. Um, and I just goes back to one of my philosophies always been, you know, I wouldn't be married unless I asked, you know, you got to take those gases. You know, they can't, what's the worst thing that could happen? They can tell you no. And until they tell you no, then you don't know what really, really the answer is. And so, yeah, that's great advice. That really is. Yep. And I'm sure that young Benji Campbell would appreciate you telling them that. Oh, yeah. Um, because it is afraid. It's, yeah. you know, in these industries, when, when you're working through these challenges and you're afraid because they've always done it this way. You know, as we talked about, you know, with these young guys this week, you know, this last day or so, and you'd hear, well, they've always been doing it that way or, you know, change is hard and all of these different things. But 
how that process got put in the first place was someone had to step up and say, hey, I think we should do it this way. And that's the way that worked. Whether that was yesterday or 10 years ago, that's the way that worked. But also be willing to make that change again, you know, and always be working on the next thing or, you know, looking at it from a new perspective or with new technologies or, or just different different opportunities as they come up. So let's look at the industry as a whole right now. You know, AI is, you know, one of the biggest biggest problems out there, but let's let's look at one of the other challenges. What's the biggest challenge for you in the poultry industry? I would say it's um, just the the requirements that we're, you know, seeing from not necessarily just, just customers, uh, but just, just the overall industry itself. Um, just the different requirements that we're having to do, whether it's, you know, caged versus cage-free. Um as well as you know just the audits that that we are being uh asked to go through so what what do you mean by audits i mean if i'm new to this you know i'm an upcoming person what is an audit i mean we're gonna it's kind of that question is no questions too dumb here you know sure let's keep some of the basics but what's an audit yeah so um you know you know audit you know we we go through you know all of our uh your sqf is obviously our our one of our big ones, which is our, our safe quality foods audit. Um, yeah, that makes sure that we're practicing all GMPs uh, in, in the process and planning to make sure that we're, we're doing what uh, we say we're doing. Um, you know, as well as not only our, our bird uh, health, our hen health uh, with our UEP, our AHC you know, requirements. Um, you know, from a cage-free standpoint, the AHC audit, um, now we're being hit with a California you know, Prop 12 audit, uh, which is, which a new, which is a new audit this year that we'll be going through. Yeah. I mean, that's the challenges that just keep, you know, keep coming as the world continues to change. And you guys, you know, seem to be able to get through it. I mean, it's a lot of work, more man hours, more everything, but yeah, that's definitely a challenge. So if you could solve one problem for your team, what problem would you solve? You know, it's, that's, that's a really, that's a tough question, Brandon. Um, you know, I've 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 created a team. You know, in the few years that I've been, you know, five years going on now, being a, a general manager, we've we've cre- created a team that that has good camaraderie. Uh, there's good communication, you know, between our processing and production teams. Um, you know, I've developed a good, strong group of leaders um, as well as employees. Yeah, they're. They, they work hard and they work hard on a daily basis. Um, they're dedicated to making things better. Um, so I guess really the, you know, the biggest, biggest thing, biggest problem is just that continue, uh, to continue the momentum that we, we've established and, you know, in the vision, um, you know, just to be the most sustainable and high quality producer of shell eggs, you know, that we can be. You're, how old are you, Benji? I'm 35. 35. So as you look forward, what's next for you in life? In your career, you know, I, I take every day as a, as a learning opportunity. Um, yeah, every day that I come to work, I try to learn, try to get better. So the, the continue learning, uh, to better improve myself as a leader, um, and furthering my future, you know, in, in the poultry industry. Are there anything you do like to help, help yourself grow and learn any tools out there that you'd, you know, take advantage? Of? Well, I, I, I like to, to listen to, uh, you know, everything. I, I, I take everything that, you know, our upper management, um, you know, in our company, you know, 
things that they speak about and, and talk about, I, I, I take that to heart and try to learn, you know, the best that I can from them. Okay. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you believe is important to share with the next generation of leaders? Yeah, it's really not a, you know, you, you ask really good questions and some difficult ones, right? Um, but, you know, really the only message, I guess, that I could leave behind, and it actually comes from a Bible verse that, you know, I I wrote, you know, every football game that I played in my entire high school and college career. Um, it goes from Mark nine twenty three. You know, it says, if you can, Jesus said, everything is possible for those who believe. Yeah, and, and during that, that passage, Jesus he's he's actually speaking to, you know, a father whose son was possessed by a demon. And through the father's beliefs that demon was was actually casted out from the son, uh, through Jesus and his beliefs. So the biggest thing I guess I can leave behind and you know, is no matter, you know, what trial or tribulation that you experience, you know, whether whether it's personal, um, or it's, you know, through your career. Yeah, every career has its own challenges. So through that career or you know, in, in just life in general, you know, if you believe that you can do something, everything is possible. Everything is possible for those who believe. And that's probably the greatest thing that I can leave behind right now. Wild. I mean, if you go back and just listen to Benny's story throughout this and the, you know, trials, tribulation that he's been through, I can understand why he has a good team. You know, I've happy to meet um, have met many of my team members. Um, in fact, I spent Super Bowl Sunday for three and a half years ago with Benji. And when I met him, he invited me into his home. And that, that's a lot to me about this industry. And that's some, that's just something I can't ever say thank you enough. You invited me in. I was a young and I was new to the industry. I was inexperienced and you didn't care. You said, Hey, come to, come break bread with me in my, at my family's house. I'm going to introduce you to my wife. I'm going to introduce you to my kids. You better pick my wings. Otherwise, <laughs> as a guest judge, otherwise, you know, you're out the door. Right. Oh, you just included me. And it, it just sure. felt so much, you know, it just brought me in and, and just gave me, gave, you know, helped me understand why I like the industry so much. So, Benji, I appreciate your time. This has been a great, great adventure. Absolutely. I couldn't ask for somebody that, you know, would come on, come on the show with me and, and get this thing started for the industry. So I hope this isn't the last time the industry hears from you on this podcast. Sure. Hopefully in the future we can get you back on and, and you know, share about another, maybe one of your favorite topics, probably around deer hunting or something. And, yeah. And events outside of work. But That's right. um, just appreciate your time. And, and as guests, um, please share this podcast with up-and-coming leaders or others in the industry that are, are just trying to learn and grow. Um, this is a tool that can be used um, just to help people grow. When you're in a situation in life and you haven't experienced it, these these stories might be able to come back through and, and the things that Benji's been able to overcome may inspire others. So please share this podcast. We appreciate you and look forward to serving you as we move forward. Good deal. Thank you, Brandon.